Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Heading into the happy hour. Welcome back to it. Gwen and Chris on 97.3 The Fan. Happy Halloween to everybody. Uh, Be careful out there this evening. Have fun, but take care of each other. Uh, We are at 5.01, an hour to go on the program. World Series game number four. Get started in just a few minutes down in Phoenix and the Texas Rangers with a 2-1 series lead, but the news not good for Texas. Both Adelise Garcia and Max Scherzer will miss the rest of the series. Garcia and Scherzer both have been taken off the Rangers postseason roster. Garcia because of an oblique injury and... uh Scherzer, because he got hit in the back with a uh, bouncing line drive last night, Travis Jankowski will be in right field tonight, taking the place of Adelise Garcia. Love me some uh, Travis Jankowski, Tony, but not too many guys that can really take the place of Adelise Garcia. This is a huge blow for Texas. We'll see if it factors in as the Diamondbacks try to even things up tonight. I mean, no, that's... uh... As I said earlier, you're not going to replace Adolis uh, Garcia. No. It's just it's too much production, and they don't have anybody on their roster like that. No, quite frankly, not many people do. No, not many Good teams point. do, except for the Padres. They've got like six guys like him, but uh, that's neither here nor there. Speaking of the Padres, Bob Melvin was on the program earlier today. If you'd like to hear uh, that interview in its entirety, go to our webpage ninety-seven three dot com, or you can search for it ninety-seven three the fan on YouTube and uh, watch the stream of us interviewing Bo Mel. Uh, me wearing my skipper hat and uh, Scraby with his <laughs> raccoon eyes. It's quite the sight to see here on Halloween. Uh, yes. Some other news to pass along to you. Ohio State is the new number one team in college football, followed by Georgia, Michigan, and Florida State. Those are the four that sit atop the first playoff rankings that were uh, finally uh, released uh, this afternoon. Trade day in the NFL, and uh, the 49ers got the biggest uh, the biggest score of the day, I think, as they get uh, pass rushing. Uh, and Chase Young from the Washington Commanders in exchange for a lousy third-round pick. I, I, I just I'm always amazed that uh, you can get so make much for sense, so little. Yeah, At least in football. It makes sense, right? Because the older you get in football, you are certainly, unless you are like in a small group of people, you're, you're going to have some decline. Okay. So it makes a tiny bit more sense in football than it does in the sport that we often cover. But how many third-round picks are even going to make it on an NFL roster? 
Yeah, to take the place of a guy like Chase Young. I, I don't always see that. But anyway, 49ers, well, go ahead. They were going to have to pay him a lot. And the 49ers yeah, he's a free gonna, agent. Yeah, yeah. 49ers are going to. By the way, do the 49ers, are they still under the salary cap? My goodness. No, I here, mean, it, with McCaffrey and Samuel and. I don't know that you he know, makes a lot I mean, of money. And, and Trent Williams and now Young <laughs> added to Bosa and. Everybody, the 49ers have got to be getting close what, to the cap, whatever what it is. What we've seen from teams in the last few years is realize that when they're this close, you go for it. We saw the Rams do no, it. No, I get it. And they're paying for it now. But as you've brought up on a number of occasions, are you willing to trade that one ring for four or five years of yes and i think that's what the niners are banking on is that they're going to go for it they're going to go for it because the windows open uh you're not going to probably re-sign young at the at the end of the year and you know you already got bosa lined up you're you already paid mccaffrey so i mean i understand it but the 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 picks just just don't make it doesn't make a ton of sense you know you know what doesn't make sense either it's like the bucks right now i'm looking at all the different cap spaces and the 49ers actually have the number one cap space in football right now they they have that space they have that available the tampa bay buccaneers are the lowest they only have like 4.3 million dollars or something well they're still paying for their super bowl that they won exactly the two teams at the top and then you have the third team which is the packers they're paying the bucks are paying 77 million dollars in dead money this year which meaning guys that aren't on the team anymore that they're still playing the rams have 75 million the packers have 63 million eagles are in a little bit of trouble with 59.9 million the eagles are in the same the eagles are in a little bit of trouble they're seven and one what kind of trouble are they in they're gonna they're gonna take whatever are they going to start is. taking wins away from them because they say, have a lot of dead money? Eagles, okay? He just wanted exactly. He wanted no to take kidding, a shot. At man, the I'm Eagles. so glad the Eagles beat the Niners in the championship game last year. I'm so glad the they have to beat them again. I'll have to root for the Eagles. They may again. not have to beat them after they lost three straight. They're going to have the Niners oh. road to the. Well, right oh. now the 49ers aren't even a first place oh. team, so man. I don't even know why we're wasting time talking about that. It's the Seahawks them. that own that division, baby. That's the are way they it first is right the now. Moment. Yes, they, they are. are indeed. I, I, I won't even welcome look. to your own division. You don't even know. No, who's I in won't first even place. look because I don't want to see them in second place. Russell Wilson isn't there. They're still beating y'all behind. Yeah. Russell Wilson has a lot to worry about where he's at. Haven't talked too much NBA today. It's a quiet day in the or night in the association. There are three games, but the big news, uh, James Harden was indeed traded to the Los Angeles Clippers. Oh, let's just give him whatever he wants. Yeah. Uh, well, like I, I said to Tony earlier, well. I mean, you've got the James Harden, his history. You've got the Clippers history. What could go wrong? I just think, I mean, not only we'll that, you, you trade Russell Westbrook has finally gotten Comfortable, comfortable. He's Man, doing. Now you're bringing Harden. Now you're bringing Harden in. into it. Didn't work in Houston together, and no. now you got. They Harden, both want the ball or need, need the, ball, the ball, don't they? Yeah. It just. I don't think the Clippers are too. Yeah, I don't think it's going to work too well for the Clippers. We'll see. I'm not going to root for James Harden. It's pretty hard to root for him at this point. For Philadelphia, if you're wondering, by the way. Ended up with quite a package of players, uh, including Batoon, who's I think great shooter. Uh, I think Marquise Morris. Yep. There's two or three other guys in there, but um, first round, two second round picks. Lot going to Philadelphia in this deal, and you know, look. I, my guess is that that is a precursor for the Philly Philadelphia Seventy uh, Sixers to do something else with those players. 
Very good so, possibility. We'll All right. Uh, Scraby has to uh, finish up a big five, so we'll send it back over his way here. Oh, thank you very much, Chris. After that update. Sending it back over here. Uh, if you want to join us in the cameras, 97.3 The Fan on YouTube or 97.3 The Fan SD on Twitter as well. Facebook, our 97.3 The Fan page. You can see Chris in his hat, and you can see me in my cool ghost makeup. Now, <laughs> he or keeps raccoon. trying to get us or to rac- think it's ghost makeup, but it's not working. Did you like how I had it with like a little bit of flair in my voice, like my cool ghost makeup? Uh, you know who I need to be? I wanted to be this guy for Halloween, but Victor Wembanyama did it instead. But Victor Wembanyama dressed up as Slender Man. He's pretty good, too. Which is amazing, because he looks like <laughs> Slender Man. He's it's seven, very creepy. Seven, Slender Man a thing? Slender Man like an is, actual... a, is a made-up uh, made creepypasta character that's... Like kind of steals. I'm just gonna stop right there. If there's any kids listening before I tell them what it's all about, but he's like really tall. He's got super long arms. He's got super long legs. Okay. And so Victor Wembanyama looks exactly it. like Slenderman. All right, back to Coach Prime and the Colorado Buffaloes. And we heard what he had to say. He said that he would like to uh, get new linemen to start uh, get figuring out a running game and keeping his son Shador Sanders up. So Chris, do you think? Coach Prime, acting like this is the NFL is a little too far. I don't. You guys are so blind to this. <laughs> I love. So I, 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 I could be blind, but I just I love Coach Prime, and I love what he's trying to do in Colorado. He's he's the only coach that I know of, and I don't want to say the only, but I think he's the only one who's just honest what this is all about. Yeah. And Tony will say the same thing. I mean, these coaches all treat this like it's professional. Now the players get paid like it's professional. So why should Dion mix words? Talk about the student athletes. We already know that there's a few student athletes, guys that really want to be students and football players. But most of them are they're just there to make money now and play football. It's okay. I don't have a problem with it. Just deal with it as if that's the case. And Dion's one of the guys who does. I find it refreshing. It's such a good point because we have all tried. I was in college in, what, 2000 to 2003. And even then, like, we try to continue to fool ourselves that it's, you know, student athletes. Come on. And now it's it's made the case is made even harder. It's harder to make the case that student athletes are student athletes, especially the sports that we're often talking about. Now, you, you talk in some of the other sports, absolutely. They don't get the same benefits that football, basketball, really that's those are the two sports yeah. in college that – that that have a big benefit and listen if you listen to that whole thing with Dion and the reporter he tried to he tried to go the nice way and point out individual he tried to point out the team version but then my man came back with the you know follow up question and he just got right to the point which is I got to get new offensive linemen the fact is even if the quarterback wasn't his son he still would be leading the country and touches are getting sacked, getting touched, getting pushed to the ground, whatever the case may be. And ultimately, um, if the if the Buffaloes are going to be as good as Dion thinks they're going to be, the offensive line they need got, to start pushing that, some people they, around. Exactly. They they are I think one of the worst not only in giving up sacks, but they can't run the ball. So as he was explaining, you're one dimensional. Guess what? Teams are going to peel their ears back, not worry about the run, and go right after the quarterback. 
Does it concern you at all that these kids have, like, uh, academic credits and maybe trying to go for a major and they're also playing football at the same time and maybe that they're there for school and not there you to be go, a trying to make it seem player? like you're student you, athletes. You, you, you want to keep trying to convince there yourself. Are, like of you that. said, there are some that are student athletes. Yeah. yeah not all are. of them are making Listen, money. Listen, when, when you sign up to go play top level football, really any of the sports. You are subject to getting criticized when you don't do your job. I feel so ridiculous making these arguments. Scraby likes to live in a world. Scraby likes to live in a world where everybody gets a trophy. No, that's not true. Participating is really cool. No, and the ninth kid on the bench is a great guy. They're all great, but you know what? Eventually, you got to treat it like it is. If you're going to play major college football, tells me what I am. That's not what I am. I'm not a participation trophy. No, I'm very against participation trophies. You sound like you're not. You sound like you're sticking up for the feelings of every single person out there. Yeah, but you don't. You don't go, oh, time to find some new linemen. So do you, are you taking that literally? Like, so next week these linemen are going to not be there? I can't predict what this team is you going can, to do. You can, because you can't. How are they going to get kids in in a week to just put in the offensive line? I don't know. Those other poor kids who have given their heart and soul are going to be out in the street. <laughs> you know what, Dion? They're not going to be on the street. They're going to play for San Diego State. <laughs> They'll transfer. Hey, you know what, Coach Prime? We'll take them. Why don't you take... Your time that you're spending on the transfer portal searching for players and actually coach the players up maybe a little bit, okay, make them a little bit right. better. Well, you just Scraby, keep trying to be anti-Coach like Prime. But here's the problem that you're going to have, Scraby. He's going to be like competing for national championships in the next few years, and you're going to have to wear this over and oh, over and over again. I can't again. wait to dunk Because Tony you. and I are not going to forget. I'm not saying Dion's a bad coach. I'm you, just you saying just, you, just did. Did. you just did. You just did. did. You say, how about coaching coach the players you have? What does That's, that mean? No. I didn't say that he. I didn't say that he's a bad coach. I'm just saying spend your time coaching the players instead of so, trying to find uh, new let, ones. Let me get this right. After the game, he hops on the portal, searches the portal. Yeah, it's from Sunday to Friday, and then he coaches again. Is that what you're telling us? Yeah, he just sits there on the app while he's uh, you know doing his morning routine. He's trying to find new kids, and it's just. You How know, about you give Dion cut Dion a little slack? The guy's missing two toes. What's the matter with it's you? Not my fault. He's already improved this season. They won one game last year. He's still faster than me, so with two less toes. Whoops, that was fine. Kim Kardashian has a women's underwear line. Kim called- Kardashian made the big five. <laughs> You're gonna, yeah, yeah. It's an underwear line called Skims, and last week she launched Skims Men. Which has like Nick Bosa modeling it, uh, Neymar Jr. modeling it, and then there's an NBA guy who modeled it. I don't know who he is, but Kim Kardashian, she announced her underwear brand is now the official underwear partner of the NBA, WNBA, and Team USA Basketball. Yes, all of those together are gearing up to leverage. Uh, she is gearing up to leverage the power of sports to generate some demand amount around her new skims lines. And the NBA and WNBA is going to help her do that. Fans can expect to see some footprint very soon at key marquee events, including the NBA All-Star Game and the NBA in-season tournament. Tony, does the NBA need Kim Kardashian's underwear as an official sponsor? Do they need it? I'm sure they don't, but um, this is uh, good business, seems like, on both sides. Um, I think maybe they, they could have possibly have taken a page out of the NFL Dealing with uh, Miss Swift, you know what I'm uh, saying? Like it, it makes some sense, right? I mean, a for Kim Kardashian is a great. You can say what you want about her. This is a this is a high business 
Yeah. High I'm level business. Stop move. talking right now. I mean, you go from, you know, having your stuff in Nordstrom's and some of the bigger. Now you got it in the NBA, WNBA. What was the other team? Other uh, team USA basketball. And team USA basketball. Or USA basketball. Locker room. So, I mean, it's. I, I this is uh this is just good business. Chris, I feel like I want to get my wife on the show so she can comment because she knows everything about Kim Kardashian. Really and watches the uh, Kardashian show uh, regularly and has for maybe twenty years now. Wow. Um, anything that'll help poor Kim Kardashian make a little <laughs> more money is fine by me. Yeah, she's pretty poor these days. Yeah, she's hurting. Yeah. Right, Tony hit it pretty good, so I'll, right. I'll leave it at that. That's it for the Big Five. Oh, finally. Yeah. It's over. Two segs. Yeah, nice workman. Well, it was like the last six minutes of this one. Why is it always our fault? Well, because... Yeah, that's a good question, Scrape. Working with it, you is why like is being... Our why fault? Working with you is like being married. Everything. It's always my fault. Well, remember the time Seems Tony... very, very similar feeling I have when I'm at home and when I'm at work. I can relate. Yeah, How many times, Tony, this. do we sit here, or at least I sit here, and stare at you waiting for Chris to go to the next segment? Are you segment? dragging me into this now? Yeah, because I'm thinking about Chris versus the fans last week where we had an entire segment at the end. He goes, oh. That, okay, I'll give you that one. Chris forgot. He owned that. This one I don't recall being anybody's fault, though. I think you might have got into it a little late. Then whose problem is that? Yours. I don't, I, don't, I don't direct us what time to get there. Pick up the pace. Pick up the pace. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Captain. Check traffic and then come back. More Gwen and Chris. Bob Melvin interviews coming up soon. Stick around. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. 524 on the clock. Tony Gwynn Jr., Chris Ello, Matt Scraby, a.k.a. the ghost of Brock Purdy slash Thank raccoon oh. slash panda. Whatever you see in your camera. Because <laughs> I don't know exactly. What Nobody sees see. a ghost of Brock Purdy, <laughs> no, I'll tell you that. No. Should I drive home with the face paint on? Would that speaking be funny? Of, speaking of driving home with the face paint on, one of the best videos going right now is my man who's dressed up as Michael Myers in the car pulling up to people 
and just like staring at him. Uh, and everybody is terrified when they look out of their my window. My man at 7-Eleven had the Michael Myers <laughs> oh, mask on today. You know, there was Trying a couple intimidate years ago. Us poor 7-Eleven shoppers. Somebody was at the 76ers game with the Michael Myers on. <laughs> and with a sign that said, bring Harden to me. Course, oh, that's but, hilarious. Of course, Harden is, he was sitting like three rows back. And so Harden is just like staring Mean at Michael Megan. Myers. That, Michael Myers staring back at him. It was kind of funny. That yeah. is kind of funny. Interesting. Uh, I forgot what I was going to say. So I did too. Tell Marte keeps his uh, playoff hitting streak going. No kidding. What's he got? Twenty, 20 in a row. Twenty in a row. Yeah. Got thrown he, out then, stealing. Yeah, though. Then he got thrown out trying to get green. no score. Second inning. Oh, World I um, remember now. Should I drive home with my face paint, or do you think it's too weird? I mean, what are you? It's still go? you. Well, yeah, I'm I mean, just gonna go wash it off in the bathroom with. before I leave. But if I'm driving home and I look at someone, I mean, it's Halloween, right? Yeah, I think it'd be it right. is kind of fun because we live in, or we live, we work in like a business park or whatever. And I saw it's always fun seeing adults dress up really silly, like carrying their stuff into work. And there was a guy who was struggling with Did a bunch of like luggages, and he was like some sort of dinosaur, and his tail kept getting in the way. It was really funny. Um, Thanks, yeah. Well, Scraby just loves other people's struggles. He I mean, that should just, tell you everything you need funny? to know about it this guy. Him. How is that not funny to watch a guy struggling with his bags while his his dinosaur tail is getting in the way? Let me ask you, Scraby. How you, is that if, not funny? If, 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 the, if the role was reversed <laughs> yeah. and you were struggling. I'd I, be super frustrated. I, yeah, you absolutely But I would, would expect people to laugh no, at you a dinosaur fighting ready, his baggage. You'd be ready to cuss someone out if they were laugh, if you found that they were laughing at you while you it's not very nice to laugh at me. Just, no, just would, the dinosaur. It would, it would sound a lot meaner than what you just sounded right there. <laughs> I've, I've seen you frustrated before. Yes, you have. Chris, i got to tell you, man, you, you you made a point earlier in the show about you know the ABS and the calls that we're seeing. We've already seen a couple bad ones here. In oh, the automatic world, so yeah. uh, balls and strikes? Yeah, yes. I, I don't know. I Maybe it's just because I, I have – I've grown up in this game, and I've just learned to accept that there are going to be yeah. calls, and it no, doesn't. I know. It doesn't change in the World Series either, because you know it's still human beings. You'd like it to play. be changed yeah, in the World Series. It, it doesn't. I don't want the ABS. I don't want the automatic balls and strikes. I want to let human error play a part in it. I think, though. What I think is by watching the World Series last night and seeing Alfonso Marquez blow so many important balls and strike calls that had huge impact on the game, the more that we see, the more the closer and closer we're going to get to it being a reality because baseball is going to take note of the criticism it's getting in the high-profile games. And that's why I hate social media sometimes. Yeah. Because my first thought when I – started scrolling this morning and I see Jeff Passan's uh tweet about it being shameful or oh, using yeah. these type of words that yeah. cause hysteria because yeah. the strike zone he missed a couple of pitches right. that were late in the game. This is not any different than last year's World Series, the series every World Series. There are probably so. There are calls every year in the World Series. Got to believe Steve Garvey had to shake off a bad call to get a double in I, the 1977 World Series just, against the Yankees I just at asked, least once. I asked you guys to go back to the World Series in which Levon Hernandez for the Marlins is pitching to the Cleveland Indians at the time. And throwing the ball seven feet outside. And, and seven feet is not an exaggeration. I've no. seen this footage. It's and, crazy. And guess what? The World Series... Was still won, you know. It, it was still played. We all still enjoyed it. 
But now the difference is, as you mentioned, social media reacts, and then you wonder if, as you said, Major League Baseball is paying attention or thinks it's valid enough right. to pursue. 1985 World Series was decided on a call that was horribly wrong at first base by Don Denkinger That's famously. Right. That's right. The Cardinals get the out. They win game six, and they win the World Series. Yeah. But they called the runner safe. Replays clearly showed the pitcher covering Todd Worrell had his bag. foot squarely on the bag yep. like a second and a half before the runner got there. And they called him safe, and the Royals rallied, and they scored, and they won the next game with Denkinger ironically then moving to be behind home plate and catching the ire of Whitey Herzog and everybody who pitched that night right. for the Cardinals. But, yeah, the whole World Series was changed on one bad call. But you know what? That was 1985. We are here now almost 40 years later. Baseball's still getting along just fine. Moving along just fine. Yeah, we're doing okay. You know, so the Cardinals just- got jobbed out of that World Series. So what? It's all right with me. <laughs> it's just, it's just, it's the way it's. Now listen, when when the ABS comes, as much as I don't want it, I'll adapt just like I adapted yeah. to these clocks and everything else. I mean, that's just the yeah. way it is. But I just think it's 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 stupid. It's pointless to have the hysteria of some bad calls when you we've literally been watching World Series all of us since we've been born, and it's literally been the same every year since. And you enjoy it. No less. As a matter of fact, when this series is over, I promise you, you won't hear anybody go back. Hey, man, you remember in Game 3 when Alfonso Marquez or Game 4 when Alfonso Marquez couldn't get the calls right? Like, nobody's going to remember that. But if it were this guy, we would. Angel Hernandez is yeah, well, a mid-season he's Angel, unfortunately, Fortunately, has- <laughs> Major League Baseball hasn't lost its mind that much. <laughs> no doubt about it. Let's get to break. When we come back, our interview of the day. Bo Mel joined us earlier. You'll get a chance to hear it. More Gwen and Chris. All right, welcome back to the program. 537 is the time. They are in the second inning of World Series game number four. Texas Rangers have taken a 1-0 lead over the Arizona Diamondbacks. Josh Young, the rookie with a double, went to third on a ground ball, scored on a wild pitch by reliever Miguel Castro. Travis Jankowski's come up with a two-out knock. Do it, Freddie. He's filling in for Adelise Garcia, who is off the Rangers roster for the rest of this series. Texas will have to try and overcome that if they want to win their first ever world title. But they do have a 2-1 lead in the series and a 1-0 lead right now in game number four. All right, earlier today we had Bob Melvin on the show, and uh, the former skipper of the Padres... Uh, now the skipper of the Giants, uh, discussing things over with Tony Gwynn Jr., wanted to come on the show, wanted to talk to you fans, kind of on the way out the door. Uh, we did hold his feet to the fire with some questions, and you'll hear his answers in just a few minutes uh, coming up here on the program. But I am proud of my partner right now, because not only does he have, and if you're watching on the stream, you can see his... He's looking over his left shoulder often because that's where we're watching the World Series. But he's also, from time to time, 
looking over his right shoulder and watching a Kings hockey game. Tony, I'm so proud of you watching a little puck. Hey, I told you at the Good beginning of the hockey season, I was going to be dialed in a little bit more than I usually am. I want to I, I, I get into it. Well, you, there was a time where I thought I was going to be a goalie. You? Yes. Wait, wait. I can tell you guys. That. I, my dad. Can you skate? I could roller skate. So, okay. So right. that's where it started. My dad bought me because I was when I was in '93 when the Kings went to the Stanley Cup final. I was I was in love with hockey, and so he bought me like all of the hockey gear. I had the pads. Had the whole thing. Got it so, all. So we'd set up in the living room and he'd fire shots. Would he fire at shots at you? Was he a left handed shot? The living room? That's great. <laughs> left handed shot. <laughs> did, I, when did your mom catch on and put an end to What that? was he actually shooting at you? A plastic puck plastic, or a tennis ball? Plastic, or a... Uh, some type of plastic type full ball type okay. deal. All right. I had the whole goalie glove. I had everything, man. Yeah. Um, and in the house, I didn't have to have skates. I could just wear it on like, Somewhere my there has to be a picture of this. I hope not. That we've got to get posted <laughs> online somehow. Tony taking a Tony Gwynn Jr. in full <laughs> goaltender hey, gear. I was, I was wild when it came to sports inside the house. I uh, love that, Tony. So one of the other things, I might have told you guys this story. So you guys, if you show up to a, any baseball game early enough, you'll see the grounds crew spraying the infield dirt. Yes, getting I, it all wet. It was like the most fascinating thing to me as a young kid ever. Okay. And so I like the idea of it. So I get home, and you know the little hairspray bottles? I'd fill them <laughs> up with water and spray, <laughs> spray, spray the carpet. Spray the carpet. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Not, not knowing of uh, mildew or any of that type of stuff. I was just thinking, ah, it'll make it smooth when I slide. Okay. In, the in the house, yeah, in the house. That's what I was thinking. Sure, this is all this great is all idea. Fun, but when did your mom catch on yeah, to this? She saw me spraying it. Like most of the time, <laughs> I spray How it. How have you survived this life with your neck intact? Yeah, knowing your oh, mom, I Alicia it. would be wringing your neck yeah, if I, she saw you do this. I almost, got, I got it wrung a couple times. Okay, but. Uh, I figured out it probably wasn't the best idea to be spraying water on, on the carpets after a while. That is a good one. Marcus Simeon just hit a two-run triple down the left field line. Two runs come in, obviously, on a two-run triple. So oh, uh, Texas, yeah, be quiet. <laughs> <laughs> Texas has taken a 3 nothing lead over Arizona. Rangers still batting in the top of the second inning. This is bad news for Arizona because Texas is not only 9-0 and on the road this year. They haven't lost when they score first. But they're right? also 9-0 and when they score first. Yeah. So uh, Arizona's going to have to come from behind tonight. Uh, 3 nothing Rangers top of two. All right, Bob Melvin on the program earlier today. A lot of discussion about this interview. If you uh, missed it, here's your chance right after we check traffic. Odyssey is giving you a chance to win a trip to London to see Taylor Swift at the Eras Tour. It's Tay in the UK. Hey, it's Taylor. Just download the free Odyssey app, log in and listen to a participating station for a minimum of 60 minutes to get your daily entry. And you could win a chance to fly off to London with three friends and see Taylor. I can't wait to see you at the Eras Tour in London. For more, go to odyssey.com slash Taylor. Tay in the UK. It's on the Odyssey app. Thanks to Republic Records. This is a national contest. All right, let's jump to the phone line. Joining us on Gwen and Chris is uh, former, current, should me, giant manager, Bob Melvin. Bob, Bo Mel, how are you today? All right, how are you guys? We are well. I'll get right to it, Bo. I know 
having got a chance to work with you over the last couple of years and, and listening to your comments since uh, you, you've you've taken the new job, you're not into the business of, of mudslinging. So I'll just ask you, in terms of the Giants, um, what made that a better fit for you? Yeah, well, you're right about the, the mudslinging thing, and I, and I feel awful about uh, – you know how that ended in San Diego, first of all. So, look, you know, it's a lot was made at the end of the year. Certainly there was a lot of drama surrounding the, you know, the situation. Um, try, we tried to work through it, thought we did there toward the end, um, and then got together and had a meeting uh, at spring training a few days after the season. You know, A.J. told me that the Giants had called – and what did I want to do? So, you know, I tabled it really and, and just wanted to talk about our situation going forward. I wanted to see it through. And as you know, um, you know I was committed to, to the Padres. And, you know, we started talking about some things that, you know, were issues, you know, to get to the point where we were at the time. And, you know, it just didn't seem like it was going to get much better. It felt like, you know that the, the the drama and the narrative that that ended the season really just wasn't going to go away, and I don't think it was fair to the organization. I don't think it was fair to the team. I don't think it was fair to the fans, anybody. Because if you go into the next season and you know it, it, it something goes wrong, and now now it's going to pop up again, it just just didn't feel like there was an, an end to it. So it, as we discussed it a little bit further. Uh, it just felt like maybe the best thing to do for everybody was was listen to the Giants, and and once I did, you know, I was lucky enough to land somebody somewhere else because there's only so many of these jobs, and being able to go go home obviously had something to do with it. Bob, uh, what did you think about the way this whole thing kind of transpired? I mean, as it was happening, and you were right in the midst of it all, was it? Uh... Was it something you kind of wish you could have changed that was it was happening, but there was no real way of controlling it all? No, and, and no, you're right. And it seemed like it got worse and worse when really, you know, it, it, inside it wasn't as bad as it seemed. Um, and look, I, you know, I wouldn't trade my time in San Diego for anything. I, I, there, were, there were days on the baseball field, uh, you know, in the last couple of years, that were my favorite, you know, as much as a few of my favorite ever. So um, it just, it just felt like it was, it was going to hard to get past what was being reported and not being reported just from one, you know, uh, outlet, but it seemed like more and more as it went along. Bob Melvin is with us and uh, he's now the manager of the Giants. It, it had to be a difficult season to, to manage the Padres. As you look back over this season, was there anything you would have done differently this year? Uh, any changes you would have made that, yeah, I don't know, you've got to second guess a few hundred things, I would imagine, after a season like this goes the way it did. Yeah, well, it's easy to do now. You know, it's, it's real time <laughs> that, it's real time that, that, you know, it kind of got away from us a little bit. But obviously, you know, and that was part of this whole thing, right? The The magnitude of it was, you know, the expectations of the team and, and, you know, who the, the personnel that we had going into that season. So, uh, you know, th th that had a lot to do with it was, you know, everybody felt like we were supposed to be in a much better place and the season went along. We just couldn't get out of it. And, um, you know, so er everybody felt bad about where, where the team ended up. 
Bo, you've been in two like opposite end of the spectrum situations in terms of roster with Oakland and then in San Diego. Do you take anything from your experience um, dealing with a roster of the likes that you had here in San Diego that you think will help you moving forward? I think you, you try to take a little bit of everything and learn from every situation that you're in and, and definitely that. But, you know, the year before, as bad as last year was, the year before right. was, you know, it was fantastic. And, and you know, one of the reasons I wanted to come on and I wanted to talk to you guys was to let everybody know and, and thank everybody for my time in San Diego. I mean, the people that covered, you know, myself and the team, certainly the fans there. And, and you know, I used to go out to the dugout 25 minutes before the game, half hour, 25 more minutes before the game, just so I could take in the scene every day. It was one of my favorite things about being in San Diego was going out there, looking out at Gallagher Square. It's already packed. Looking up, you know, in the upper deck in left field and seeing that, they, you know, people were starting to sit down there and knowing it was just going to be another scene, another event, uh, that that the fans were just so supportive of that team. And you, you really didn't want to get immune to that or callous to it. So I used to do that every day. And then, you know, obviously the one of the great days of my baseball career was you know, when we beat the Dodgers, the reaction of the fans in the stands and, and, and around town and everything that day and, you know, Manny's reaction and everybody's reaction in the dugout and so forth. So as bad as it seemed in 23, 22 was really, really special. And you kind of have to balance that when you realize, you know, now you're moving, I'm moving on to another chapter in my career. And the San Diego one, even though it didn't end great, was very special to me. Bob Melvin is with us, uh, formerly the manager of the Padres, and uh, so many things have been written and so many things have been said out there, Bo Mel, and uh, you know, the, there's been reports even resurfaced that uh, you didn't like Juan Soto on the team, and then we heard <laughs> we heard reports about Josh Hader only wanted to pitch certain innings. Was this a difficult team to manage, or are these reports just a little bit haywire? I, you know what? I'm not. I, I really don't want to get into narratives and look. Juan Soto, I talked to Juan a few days ago. Juan knows Soto knows how I feel about him. I know how Juan feels about me, and those are the most important things. And, you know, as far as Josh goes, we, we communicated a lot over the course of his time there, and, I, you know, Josh and I are in a good place too. So, you know, if, if you answer one question, then it's going to lead to another one and another one and another one, and it just doesn't feel like uh, the timing for it is now. One thing that's crazy is that uh, the Giants opened the season in San Diego. Did you? Did you? I noticed that. Did you notice that? <laughs> I did here recently. How yeah. many? How many millions of emotions do you think that's going to bring with it when you uh, check into San Diego for that game? Hey, I'm still trying to get through this process right now. I mean, you know, saying goodbye to so many good people, you know, in the San Diego, you know, whether it's the players, whether it's you know, the people that supported me from above, Peter Seidler is a fantastic man. Eric Rutner was so good to me in that organization. AJ and I actually, I like AJ. He likes me. We just had some differences as far as, you know, baseball philosophies were. But the players, all the players, and if I mention one, I need to mention them all. They they were fantastic to me. So, um, look, it, uh, it, it. I'm just trying to not be too overwhelmed with, uh, what's going on now to think about what opening day is going to feel like. But I, I did notice it when I looked at the schedule. 
Bob, uh, we really appreciate the time. Uh, just going out, uh, something you just want to, I mean, you kind of touched on a little bit, but speaking to the fans, that's why you wanted to come on. We wanted to give you the platform to come on and try to clear the air a little bit. It seems to me you've done that. You've addressed everything without getting too specific about all of this stuff, which we don't really need to know. But just kind of on your way out the door, kind of a last parting word, and then uh, you know we'll start rooting against you. That's all. <laughs> no, look, I just, just, I mean, whoever gets to manage this team, San Diego going forward is is going to be blessed. It's a fantastic team, and amongst a, a fan base like no other. And and you know, just being in San Diego and experiencing San Diego, man, what a, what a joy that was. And. And, you know, I got to be around guys, you know, the Hall of Fame guys, Trevor Hoffman and, you know, baseball royalty, Tony Gwynn Jr. and his family. And, you know, it, it just there's so many things to love about San Diego. And like I said, I wouldn't I wouldn't trade it for anything else. So another chapter going forward, but just kind of wanted to to clarify where what I was thinking, kind of where I was at and be and so appreciative to, you know, everything that transpired there. All right. Well, we appreciate you coming on, Bob. It was fun uh, working with you the last couple of years. You've been nothing but great to us, and uh, uh, we do wish you the best in San Francisco. I'm just kidding, and uh, we'll see you on opening day, if not before. Thank you, Bo. Thank you, guys. Appreciate it. Thanks so much. There he goes, Bob Melvin, uh, now the manager of the San Francisco Giants. Yes, indeed. Uh, Good having Bo Mel on the program today. There you have what he had to say. Uh, we'll let you digest a little of that, and uh, we can kick it around a little. Well, no, Tony and I put a moratorium. Sit. That's We're it. Done. Bob Melvin is out the door. Time to move on. Look on to the next manager whenever that may hire may happen. I tell you, I tell you what. Uh, in terms of the World Series, if uh, Texas wins, you and I talked about it, Corey Seager is. It's already going to get a second. World Series MVP. Wait, he just hit a two-run homer. It's five nothing Texas now. That means that Rob Manfred will have to interview Corey Seager on the field. And last time Rob Manfred was drunk, <laughs> and he was like, "Corey, he was not, he was not you drunk. won the World Series." I can't you, wait. For do that. you have that sound? I, I remember should. you playing it. At Many you times. loved playing. It. You <laughs> okay, played we have it a, a couple minutes. Times. I'm going to find it. Yeah. I'm trying to see if anybody's won two World Series MVPs. Bob Gibson did in 1964 and 1967 for the Cardinals. Uh, but there's not a uh, – Reggie Jackson won a pair. Yep. 1973 with Oakland, 1977 with the Yankees. Yeah, you got to get there. It's the, it's the you got to get there. That's the hard part, yeah. But winning two World Series MVPs, that's a pretty short list. And uh, Corey Seager, he can almost start putting his name on it. I mean, he's gonna he's won one, and what's he hit? Three home runs in this series, Sounds game like tying it. home run in game, game one. one, hit the basically what was the difference maker in the game last night, game three, and now in game four he's uh, hit a two run homer to put the game out of reach a little bit, five nothing in favor of Texas. So, yeah, Corey Seager only hit two home runs when he won the World Series MVP last time. He's coming up on it. He's already got three. <laughs> yeah, he's got three. He's still series. time, too. George Springer had five home runs in the 2017 World Series. You don't series. remember that? It was like no. every time he came to the plate, five it seemed like he was Five home runs? Going That's deep. Reggie Jackson territory. Yeah. 
I didn't know George Springer had that. No one's ever hit six in one World Series. <laughs> oh, sorry, my mic was what, on. what are you laughing? Are about? you able it. to find <laughs> it, Matt Scraby? Here is uh, Rob Manfred, twenty twenty, giving Corey Seager the MVP trophy for the World Series. You led the Dodgers to a World Series victory, and it's my pleasure to recognize your great play with the Willie Mays Most Valuable Player Award presented by Chevrolet. (laughs) I forgot how bad that sounded. I, think, I stuck up for him at the time, but it's pretty bad. I mean, do you, I think it was the I think it was the, the echo, echo in the microphone. Right? Okay. I, I still refuse to believe he was actually drunk. He's, but if you listen to that, it, it does like sound. He, he's yeah. still trying to he say Chevrolet. He either was drunk. The sound, the echo was killing him, or he had a stroke. It was one of the three. <laughs> Yeah, right. he was like, Chevrolet. All right, well, thanks for being with us today. Yeah, thanks day. to Bob Melvin for being with us, Marcus McNeil being with us, Tony Gwynn Jr., Matt Scraby, it's Chris. We'll see you tomorrow. Enjoy a safe Halloween the rest of tonight. Bye. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Odyssey is giving you a chance to win a trip to London to see Taylor Swift at the Eras Tour. It's Tay in the UK. Hey, it's Taylor. Just download the free Odyssey app, log in and listen to a participating station for a minimum of 60 minutes to get your daily entry. And you could win a chance to fly off to London with three friends and see Taylor. I can't wait to see you at the Eras Tour in London. For more, go to odyssey.com slash Taylor. Tay in the UK. It's on the Odyssey app. Thanks to Republic Records. This is a national contest.